Good morning, everybody. How are we? Are we is anybody angry? You don't have to put your hand up, don't worry. Um, my name is Steve. For those of you who don't know me, um, I'm part of the team here at Foundry Community Church, and it's great to have you with us today for what I hope will be a group therapy session, if you're up for it, um, because we're going to talk about anger today. We're going to talk about how are you feeling. So the question that we just asked on the screen there was, what are some of the lighter things in life that make you angry? A um, couple of things online, somebody saying slow-moving um, cues or traffic, somebody uh, saying when the clocks change. Anybody in the room want to shout anything out that makes you angry? Bad phone signal. Go on, Daniel. Gaming makes you angry. Yep, yep. Good answer. Anybody else got anything that makes you angry? What was, what was that? Sorry? You wrote to being changed. Well, I've got a list of things here, if that's okay. And I wonder whether you might associate... Well, actually, these are kind of some of the lighter things in life that makes me angry. People who don't pick up after their dogs. When cats are allowed to roam anywhere they like and leave their business. I'm tempted just to get a cat to let my cat go off and do that to my neighbors, but I'm not going to do that. That would be wrong. Um, noisy eaters. Um, a few people agree that with that one. When something doesn't work and I just can't work out why. Uh, when the Wi-Fi goes down for more than 30 seconds. I have a threshold and then anger and frustration kicks in. Videos that buffer. You know when videos just don't load and they just kind of, suddenly they start for a little bit and then it goes again. Poor phone signal was on my list as well. Um, here's one, Facebook. Uh, and then um, football just makes me angry, um, especially when my team are doing so badly and when other certain teams are doing so well. <clears throat> I'm going to process that together this morning. And um, these are just some of the, the, the smaller things, the lighter things in life. But what about like the bigger things that maybe when we asked that question before, maybe they kind of crept into your mind and you wanted to, no, you didn't want to shout it out because it's something you thought, I don't really want to kind of say that out loud. But like, here, here's just a, a list of a few things. When people show a lack of respect, when people are inconsiderate, when people who don't listen, um, I don't know why this one made it onto the more serious things in life, but space invaders, that one, like anyone else get a bit angry with space invaders? Um, people wasting your time, feeling misunderstood, being ignored, uh, watching the news, like can leave you feeling, feeling really angry, um, I, I often find. Uh, when people aren't treated fairly, when you get the energy bill renewal through the post, um, COVID, all things COVID. What about when evil dictators carry out wars on innocent people? What about sending people um, who are fleeing from wars and persecution, sending them thousands of miles away instead of um, being hospitable um, and showing love? Just had to get that one off my chest. That was possibly a bit passive aggressive. But anyway, we'll talk about that as well in a bit. Um, but what about like people who are um, abused because of the way that they look, because of the color of their skin, or because of a disability, or something else which highlights something of difference? So how are you feeling? 
hopefully angry, because there's a few things there that should make us all feel angry. And there's probably other things in your life that maybe you've come here today or you're watching online which are making you feel angry right now. Uh, because anger is an emotion that we all feel. And, and here's what I want to just start out by saying. It's okay. It's okay to be angry. I think anger is one of the emotions that at times just gets a really bad rep. Um, compared to other emotions. But, you know, anger is a natural emotion in life. It's a natural response to things in life. But I think often it's perhaps how we process it that then can become a problem. Um, And what makes us angry differs from one another. And, And also how we process our anger can be totally different to perhaps the person sitting next to you today. And I think... um. We can loosely put how we process our anger into three different kind of categories. I'll be honest, there's nothing scientific about this. I've not read anything about this. This is just my own thoughts. But like three different ways. Fester, feisty, and fuel for good. Fester, feisty, and fuel for good. Let me explain. Um, So fester, I am really good at this one. I'm going to own this one. This is something I think I do well which perhaps isn't a good thing here. It's like a, what's the opposite to a superpower? Like a reverse superpower or, I don't know. I don't know what it is. But anyway, I do this one well. This is where you suppress your anger. And it can often lead to feelings of resentment and bitterness. I'm particularly finding this one at the moment when it comes again to football. But anyway, it can be um, linked to avoidance. It can make you snarky, and it can make you passive-aggressive. Um, let me give you an example. So a few weeks ago, I was at the Trafford Center and with, with my family, and we were in the food court um, having some food, as you do in a food court. And we were sat around the table, and um, Ruth and the girls, they needed to go to the toilet, so they went off to the toilet. And this group of teenagers arrived on the table next to us. They sat down with their Mackies, they put it on the table, and for some reason, just decided to throw all of their rubbish on the floor, like next to my table. And they apologized. They didn't apologize for throwing the rubbish on the floor. They apologized that it came near to my table. Well, I was, I was cross about this. I was angry about this. And I felt these emotions just flooding me. I was thinking, anyway, um, Ruth came back and I festered. And I just grumbled and I just had all these kind of, I was just like, you know, you know when somebody just festers? I was doing that, saying to Ruth, like muttering really quietly under my breath so that they couldn't hear me, but giving them evil looks and just saying, like, how can they be so ignorant, so rude? How could they do that? Um, and, uh, and anyway, that's festering. We'll come back to the Trafford Center in a moment. Then there's feisty. Feisty is like the fisticuffs of anger. This is like the outward expression of anger. It's where anger often has a physical outwork. In it. it could be yelling. Um, it could be fighting. It's an explosive anger. It's impulsive. Um, It's saying things that you often end up regretting. I'll own that one myself. Another thing I'm good at. It's like an irritability. I don't know why I paused so much in the middle of that word, but it's an irritability. Um, if, If you're somebody that's kind of in this feisty category of how you process your anger, um, you'll often confront situations head on. No holding back. It's like rage. It's kind of like when the Hulk within you comes out, or the anger character that we had on that Inside Out video before. So back to the Trafford Center. Um, I was festering. 
I was like really angry, really, really cross with them. And then something just went in me because this, uh, this gentleman who worked at the Trafford Centre, he came over, he was clearing the tables, he was clearing the rubbish, and he came and I saw it coming. I could see him coming. I could see him eye this rubbish there on the floor and he was about to pick it up and, and, and feisty just came over me. And I stood up and I said to him, don't pick that up, that's their rubbish. And then I had a fight with them. I didn't, I didn't. That was for like dramatic effect. I promise you I did not have a fight with teenagers. That would be really wrong um, just to say I did not do that, I promise. Um, but I, I was so angry and I just said to this guy, like, that's their rubbish. Like, you shouldn't have to pick that up. Now, thankfully, this guy, he kind of like just de-escalated the situation, said, it's okay, mate. I'm, I, it's all right. I'm happy to pick it up. Just like, imagine being their parents. And, and then I sat down and just... Anyway, um, that's kind of the end of that situation. But like feistiness, it comes over in different ways. And that probably wasn't that feisty. But, you know, like when you're feisty, you can say things you regret. Um, and that's kind of another way that we process our anger. And the other way is this, this fuel for good. And this is where you turn something that is making you angry into a good thing. It might be an injustice that you have faced in life that's perhaps caused you to take up a, a new job or to volunteer or to start a petition, or to start a charity, or to make a lifestyle change. And this is perhaps the area that all of us need to grow in at times. We're in this series, How Are You Feeling? And Adam kicked it off last week by introducing us to all these different emotions and different feelings that we all experience, we all go through. And we're together going to look at Jesus as our example and other uh, bits of wisdom from God in, throughout the Bible uh, about how to process our emotions. As we heard um, last week from the book, The Cry of the Soul, ignoring our emotions is turning our back on reality. But listening to our emotions ushers us into reality. And reality is where we meet God. Emotions are the language of the soul. They are the cry that gives the heart a voice. And so um, just for the rest of our time, I want us to look together at, at Jesus and, uh, like I said, some wisdom throughout the Bible about how to process our anger. Um, just a few kind of helpful things that hopefully might help us all when we're feeling angry. The first thing is this, slow things down. Slow things down. There's um, so much about this in the Bible. And um, as I said, Jesus is, is, is always our best example. And at a time when I think Jesus could have been forgiven for being feisty, he demonstrated to us what it means to be slow in our response to something that could so easily rile us. It says this in Matthew 26, which is in the New Testament, come up on the screen for you to follow. It says, then the high priest stood up and said to Jesus, well, aren't you going to answer these charges? What do you have to say for yourself? But Jesus remained silent. To bring some context here, if you're not aware of what was going on, Jesus was on trial. Uh, he wasn't just on trial. He was being faced with some false accusations about things that he hadn't done. But we see Jesus' response was to say nothing. Now, this doesn't mean from this one example alone that whenever we're feeling angry, we just say nothing. 
Uh, we're going to look at other responses that Jesus had in a moment, but I think sometimes one of the best things we can do when we're, when we're angry is to say nothing. Take a deep breath. And what often happens when we do that is that, um, well, our response will probably end up being a lot more gracious when it eventually comes because we've taken time just to process our anger. It, it will give you time to, I think, formulate more of a measured response. Um, James, who was Jesus' brother, he said this when he wrote his um, thoughts and wisdom down for us in the Bible. He said, lead with your ears, follow up with your tongue, and let anger straggle along in the rear. God's righteousness doesn't grow from human anger. Another translation of this verse says, be slow to speak. It tells us to be quick to listen. It tells us to be slow to anger. Slow things down. For some of us, the best way to respond to things that make us feel angry is just to take a deep breath. Maybe in that moment, we just need to pray quickly. Jesus, will you help me? And you know, you don't have to pray out loud. You can just say that in your head. And I believe that when we do that, our angry response will become more of a gracious response. The second thing is, and I've just kind of touched upon this, but bring it to God. How to process your anger, what to do with your anger. Bring it to God. Ask God to help us that we wouldn't sin in our anger, but that he would help us to find a peaceful resolution and not to bring further conflict with our anger. I was really struck recently, and um, I love to listen to the Bible. I love to go out and walk and listen to the Bible. I just find I process it um, better that way. So I listen to it through an app called Dwell, which I'd really recommend. And on Dwell, it's got like playlists where it puts together different verses. And so one of the playlists I've been listening to recently is just um, one that is simply called how to deal with anger. And it's really helped me through some angry situations that I've gone through and experienced. And recently I was listening to these verses at a time when I was feeling really angry um, about something. And uh, it said this, it said in Matthew 5, the part that I was listening to said, I'm telling you to love your enemies. Who knows that it's our enemies that often bring out the anger in us the most, right? So Jesus is saying, though, love your enemies. Let them bring out the best in you, not the worst. When someone gives you a hard time, respond with the energies of prayer, for then you are working out of your true selves, your God-created selves. As I said, I was listening to this when I was on a walk at a time, um, and, and here's what I was feeling angry about. I was feeling angry about the war in Ukraine. And so um, that day I had been particularly praying um, angry thoughts about a certain um, leader. And then I felt so challenged as I was reading this. And it's not easy, but whether we're praying for evil dictators or whether we're praying for people who we don't get on with at work or in our family lives or in school or in college, one of the best ways to deal with our anger is to respond, as Jesus said, with the energies of prayer. Bring our anger to God, because I believe when we do that, he will start to change things about us. 
and we'll become more gracious, more compassionate, and he'll perhaps direct us into how to resolve our anger, bring it to God. And then the next one is choose grace. When Jesus talks there in that passage that I just read about um, loving our enemies, he then goes on to say this. He says, in a word, what I am saying is grow up. Your kingdom subjects now live like it. Live out your God-created identity. Live generously and graciously toward others, the way that God lives toward you. In our anger towards other people, a great way to process our anger is to choose to be gracious and generous. I wonder whether you've ever tried to be angry. Uh, sorry, no. I wonder whether you've tried the other way around. I wonder, I wonder whether you've ever tried to be nice to someone who is being angry towards you or someone who's making you feel angry. I often find that when I do that, what happens is it, it disarms them. And it also disarms you as well from that anger that was about to come over you. It's something that um, I don't always get this right. We don't always get this right. But it's something that we try to do in our parenting when something's making us feel angry is rather than coming at it with an angry response, it's just to try to come at it with a gracious response or a generous response. And I'm telling you now, I'm not saying that to sound like an amazing parent. I'm not. Like most of the time I don't get that right, but what I do find is that when I parent with grace and when I parent with generosity, it changes the situation suddenly. There's this, um, I won't go into this too much, but there's this whole concept around what's called red brain. Red brain is when um, part of your brain kicks in automatically as a response. It's when you're super angry about something and your brain is just going like this. And, and the, the theory is that the best way to come at a red brain is not with red brain because what happens when two angry people come together, well, there's just a fight in some way. And the best way to come at red brain is to come with grace, is to come with generosity in your response. Let's be people that know how to choose grace. And I think we have to train our minds towards that, but God will help us. The next one is this, keep short accounts. Keep short accounts. This one is a real challenge for those of us that um, really like to fester on things. But the best kind of antidote to resentment is to keep short accounts with people. I'll explain what I mean by this um, now. But Paul says this in Ephesians in the New Testament. He says, go ahead and be angry. So take a, take a deep sigh, everybody. Like the Bible says, go ahead and be angry. As I said before, anger is okay. You do well to be angry. So if you're a really angry person today, you're doing well. But don't use your anger as fuel for revenge. And don't stay angry. Don't go to bed angry. Don't give the devil the kind of foothold in your life. This, I think, is like solid gold from the Bible when it comes to advice for dealing with anger in, in your marriage or with your children or with your parents or with your colleagues and your friendships, like in any relationships. I know it's something that me and Ruth were so grateful for somebody sharing with us, this whole thing about like, don't stay angry, like resolve it. Don't let the sun go down until you've resolved it. That's not to say that everything's fixed, 
but it's to say keep short accounts with each other, like check in with each other. If you know that there's something that you're, you're feeling <clears throat> angry about with somebody, somebody's done something, like check in with them. Keep this short kind of memory with them, this short account about those things that are making you angry. Otherwise, you'll fester, you'll resent, you'll become bitter. Um, and, you know, for me and Ruth, just thinking about practically us, like I'm somebody that loves to fester. Ruth is somebody that has a really short-term memory when it comes to things. And so, like, you can imagine how that works together. At the end of the day, when I am just, like, still seething about something and she has no recollection whatsoever. And so we have to work that through together, but we find keeping short accounts together, like, it works really well. We've learned just to check in. And I know I've learned that with some, some colleagues of mine who we don't always get on. Uh, no, hang on, not always get on. We don't always agree on everything. But what we will do is check in and say, hey, did I say anything there that like, could have made you angry or offended? And like, vice versa. And, and we'll just check in and like, keep those short accounts. Otherwise, what happens is you go away and you fester and you become bitter. And then anger, it just roots within you. Don't hold on to anger. Do your best to find forgiveness. And then the last one is this. Find safe people. Find safe people. Like learn how to express your anger with somebody safe. Now, that safe person for you, it might need to be a trained counselor. And that's really important. Like if, if anger is something that you really struggle with, then like find a trained counselor, somebody that can help you process through your anger. It could be that it's a close friend, somebody that you trust. But I think just like a warning to that one, make sure that isn't somebody who is just going to fuel that anger within you. And make sure it's someone that isn't going to judge you for what's making you feel angry. Because like those two things, all they'll do is just grow that anger within you. They won't help you to process your anger. Um, it could be that you're not sure who that person is. Well, like, let me tell you a really simple person. It's God. Like we've talked about it already, but like you can bring your anger to God. Maybe for you, you just need to start today by going home and just get a notepad and just write down the things that make you angry. And then just turn to some different verses that help and will help you to process your anger. And they're going to be in the blog that goes out later today and also on the website as well. Um, but like find these verses, write down the things that are making you angry and just talk to God about them. But like, find somebody safe to talk to about your anger. What did Jesus do on the night that he was betrayed? At what was undoubtedly one of his darkest moments. We read that he spent time with his safe people. He shared a meal with them. He opened up to them about what was to come. And then he spent time praying in the Garden of Gethsemane to his Father in heaven sharing with him about his frustrations. Find safe people in your life. There's so much that, more that could be said about anger, but um, not enough time. Um, but it could be that you need to maybe learn to work through, like, what are the things that trigger your anger? And then work out how to, to um, process that and to control it. As I said earlier, we can learn to do good with our anger and our frustrations. Anger isn't a bad emotion, and quite often it can lead us towards being proactive 
in doing good.